parents close with both yeah can you recall a childhood story or memory about your father many my father always pushed us uh sometimes we were afraid when he pushed us you know because we wanted he wanted us to do something that you were afraid to to cross that barrier uh with every age comes a different barrier when you're younger you're like yeah but i know better i think i yeah you don't know better when you have kids you know better yeah it makes us realize the shit we put our parents through oh yes <laughs> and yeah. when just as you when you had your daughter and son uh like you <laughs> immediately maybe after you had your first because when i had my first i went to my mom and i'm like you know just thank you for everything you had to put up with because uh, it's not easy no, no doing uh doing all that no Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Welcome to the Mo Show podcast, episode 44. Faisal, it feels really refreshing that for the first time in 44 episodes, I'm not wearing headphones. I said, let me try something out. <laughs> uh, Faisal, you're an architect, a marketeer, a car fanatic. That's a lot on your plate. We're going to get into which one you enjoy doing the most. But firstly, let's introduce you. You've worked on various projects in the kingdom, Saudi Arabia. Most notably in the Holy Mosque in Mecca and in King Abdullah Financial District, Kaft in Riyadh. Um, so we touched on architecture, marketeer, and car fanatic. Which one of the three came first to you as a love or interest? Cars. <laughs> it doesn't take long. Next question. <laughs> Uh, so were you into cars like from an, from an early age? Was it something that your father got you into? How did you get into cars? Uh, I've always seen a family portrait picture we have, and they always had a white 959 in my hand. Classic. So I think I was maybe like less than one. Uh, super limited uh, production car, the 959. Uh, very special. Uh, I mean, for those who don't know it, an uncle of mine has one. And I remember a story where when he was driving uh, behind a modern day Porsche on the streets of Cannes, that modern day Porsche pulled over out of respect to have the 959 pass him. And I was like, wow, there really is etiquette, even in the world of car collection and yeah. all that. The etiquette is really high. I mean, yeah, how cool is that? And the, the car is actually very fun to drive. I've been fortunate to to drive one. It has two turbos, and each turbo has a different bar setting. Mm -hmm. So when you start to accelerate, the first turbo kicks in, and then you're like, oh, that, that's not fast. And then the second turbo kicks in, and then you're scared. Is that what they call twin turbo? It is a flat six twin turbo, okay. but with different uh, boost gauges, basically. Uh, it was a supercar. Oh, this is definitely not where we plan to start our conversation <laughs> with 959, but you know, we're going to go there. Was it a, like the world's first supercar before supercars became a thing, would you say? No, no. The Miura was. The Miura. The Lambo. Yeah, the daddy of all supercars. That looks as current as cars did maybe 15, 20 years ago for a 70s model, is it? 70s? Uh, 60s. 60s. Yeah. Ahead of its time yeah and, and the thing is between old cars and new cars is the size mm. 
old cars are tiny, tiny. New cars are S-class size. Even in the Bentley, like you hear about the the four-door Bentley, I think it's Arnage or whatever, you compare, Chris Harris compared the ones of the late 80s yeah. to the Mulsanne. Yeah. Mulsanne is double the size. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, the Mulsanne has presence. Huge. Like a 747 on the road. Huge. And you don't realize that back, I mean, I remember, I was young enough to remember those four-door Bentleys cruising around the streets of London. They looked huge at the time. Yeah. But it's funny how over time when you, you know, compare it and reference it against a modern day, why did cars get so much bigger? Regulations, safety, airbags, more computers, more things to go wrong, basically. <laughs> uh, but they add to the creature comfort. The cars are quieter. Uh, Refined. Mm, yeah. You hear Jeremy Clarkson talk about refinement. Uh of, you know, with the cars, the way, like he said that his his most favorite thing about how cars have changed in the last 20 or 30 years is refinement. Yeah. You touch on noise. Yeah. You don't hear that. Well, like today, you know, a Rolls Royce Cullinan, and when you sit inside and you close the door, you really feel that planet Earth stops and you decide where it goes. It's not the car is moving. It's the globe is moving to where the car wants to to go that's a really good way to put it you are a petrol head indeed and i love it uh <clears throat> jay leno i want to i want to that's initially where i wanted to start with that okay. uh, you have uh, a story uh with jay leno and i heard that uh he cooked for you not something that he's known yeah. for i want to know how that interaction so it, it all started for uh trying to get uh an old car and uh, a friend of mine who's a mechanic in McLaren, uh, this shows you a little bit of how obsessed I am. I know all the mechanics there, or most of them. I reached out to him. I know he worked on Jay's car. I said, listen, I need to get in contact with him to get the contact of that guy. So he sends him an email, and then suddenly out of nowhere, I get a call. Someone saying, is this Faisal? I say, yes, it's like it's Jay Leno. And like, you can never get, it never gets old how how awesome this is. Uh, we ended up buying the car and the next trip I went to Los Angeles, I called him, I said, listen, hey, I'm in LA, I'd like to pass by. He's like, sure, come to the garage, send me the details. The Jay Leno garage. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I went with Rob Dickinson, who was the singer, 9-11 guy. Uh, we went there. And he, I walk in, I'm looking for him, and his garage guy tells me, oh, he's in the back. So I start walking on the back, and there's like a small kitchen, and he's making pasta. And he asked me, before even saying hello or anything, he's like, did you have lunch? I said, no. He's like, okay, then I'll put a plate for you. And we met over a pasta. Uh, and it was really good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> His, his reviews on cars and his taste in cars is, is quite fascinating, but his pasta was really good. It was good. Yeah. It puts you in a, in a lead group. I don't think many people have had Jay Leno cook for them a pasta. Um, I hope so. But good to know, good to know that uh, you are in an elite group. Uh, what was the garage like? I know he has a show on YouTube. Was it uh, the most impressive that you've seen? It has the, mo the nicest variety, I think. Uh, he has a lot of bikes mm. and the bikes he has unfortunately or fortunately for him not a lot of people know 
how great they are. But he has steam cars. He has electric cars. He has cars with jet engines. Uh, like he has everything. And everything runs. Mm. Which is... And trickle chargers, like he really No, is. no, no. It, he drives them. Which is even awesome. How many cars are we talking? Over 100? Yeah, yeah. Well over 100. Like maybe closer to 300 than 100. I went to his show in LA once in Burbank. And he showed up in something that looked like a tank. Yeah. Like I don't even know how that was a, a legal car to drive in the state of California. That he has a bike with a jet engine on. <laughs> so like a tank is just a walk in the park. He is uh, really a, a, a unique guy who I think if he if he concentrated on cars and automobiles instead of like doing the Tonight Show, like if he could have been the Jeremy Clarkson level presenter of the u.s i think if he yeah he is now uh he's doing that now yeah he's now he has he a show 20 years in, in nbc i feel like that could have been something 20 years spent on yeah. doing cars which is what he loves you need to work to get the money to buy the car fair enough to make the show about the cars. you have uh, really answered that properly but, but again he he helped a lot in the automotive business that mm. a lot of people don't know how much like he would, if someone went to him and they showed him a product and he believed in the product, he will pick up the phone and call people and make things happen. And get the car into uh, production? Yeah. Like, wow. for example, Ariel Atom, uh, a British company, they had a Honda engine. And when they went to the US, they had some issues with engines and he made the call and he got them the engines and wow. it was done. Uh, and we're not talking about, you know, small manufacturers that he got someone huge like you know honda in the us which is Acura, to it's quite to talk to these small guys in a shed in somerset in the uk they were very small now they're they're much bigger yeah so are are they aerials are really really cool cars um are are they increasing in sales is that a company that uh, is I, th- I think they have a couple of products now they have the nomad Mm-hmm. which is like an off-road aerial atom, which is mental. Looks I think I've seen unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they have a couple of stuff. The Atom is a fun car to drive. It really is. Scary. And I was, I was worried about it. I was worried about that car company as I'm worried about many of these small British firms that they don't really make it. They're always in trouble. Lotus for many years, you know, they were in trouble. Jaguar is always in trouble. Yeah. And, and, and Ariel, not that they're the size of Lotus or Jaguar, but... Their cars are like very specific to like track day enthusiasts. And I've driven one on track day and it blew me away. Look, look uh, JLR, Jaguar, Land Rover, now they're under Tata. So they don't have the issues that they had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lotus now is under Geely. Uh, Chinese and Indian companies took over. Huh? Yeah. Uh, Ariel Atom and the small British brands, you know, who are making unbelievable cars. You know, BAC, Mono, for example, they're doing unbelievable mm, stuff. Mono. Uh, but they don't have the platform to talk and to show the level of advancement in the technology and the thinking and the build quality mm. that they do to a lot of people. Uh, very similar to Tesla when Elon started with the, with the Roadster. Not a lot of people heard about it, but he needed those early cars to be sold to fund the bigger yeah. project 
and then the rest is history. Yeah. Uh, some people manage to be lucky to get it quicker than others. Uh, Remak, for example, uh, now he runs. He's the CEO of Bugatti, which is, you know, that's crazy. You your your background initially was architecture. Yes, you studied it. Yeah. Um, and I just you know traveling across Saudi, I see some unique architectural masterpieces like i think kaft kafd yeah. is is a beautiful development of buildings or in the eastern province the aramco building which just looks like something that fell out of space yeah. um or even the train stations the trains that had a man high-speed rail like you've got i think norman foster designed the train yes. stations over here it's fantastic when you look at the architecture in in our region uh is it something that that really excites you that like, you're like, oh, wow, you know, now we have something that is super world-class. Like, do you take note of it? Yeah, so, some of it, yes. Uh, a lot of buildings, unfortunately, were not designed in a way that is very creative. Mm. Uh, but they do a job. Uh, you know, Wazart al-Dakhliya is a fantastic building. It looks like a UFO waiting to take off. The one, yeah, uh, the one at the Aldia. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's been around for a while too. It's been around thirty years, for, for yeah, years. yes, if not more. Yeah, uh, and looks magnificent. Yeah. And I knew every time I drive next to it, I, I'm glued to. It. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Something to marvel at. Yeah, yeah. So it really does look like a UFO. It's it's unbelievable, and you know, King Khalid Airport in Riyadh, again, is unbelievable. It's magnificent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also uh, been around 30 or so I, I odd years. Know. It's, it's w- been, yeah, way, way they, before been my time. a couple decades, yeah. Yeah, way before my time. Yeah. Making me feel old. Um, Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, so architecture in the region has really, really taken off. Yeah. Uh, and now is, you have, you know, people who are building. They, they're getting architects from around the world and they're giving them the right brief. Mm-hmm to design something. People are more aware of what they can do and what they should do and where the architectural world is going. Uh, and that helps yeah. big time. It makes the whole country look a lot better. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, you look at cities the, the around the world. Skyline. Skyline. Cities are, are judged by how great they look as sky, you know, how, exactly. how great their skylines look. Yeah. You know, you see Beijing, Hong Kong, skyline, New York. Yeah. Like New York is a little bit different. You have the Guggenheim. You, you have these old classical buildings then. Mm. Empire you know, State. Yeah, that, that changed the, the map of architecture. Yeah. Uh, but then you go to like Bilbao. Again, you have another Guggenheim Museum, which is completely different. Uh, a Frank Gehry design. Uh, Riyadh, you have Al Faisaliyah, you have Al Mamlaka. Mm-hmm. For that time when they were built, it was. Unbelievable. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. It's gorgeous. Um, you had an ad agency in Dubai for yeah. a long time, and now you shifted it to Saudi Arabia. It's a 2.0. Lessons learned. Mm. Uh, the one in Dubai used to be called WSF. The new one is called 20. Uh, it's different. Uh, it's focused on automotive. Okay. Basically, whatever an automotive dealer in the Middle East needs. So it's specific to the it's automotive specific automotive culture. Okay. Uh, so it's uh, 
it's all down my alley, let's say. Yeah, you yeah. must never feel like work. Yeah, it's like no one's ever going to be like, hi, can you just take a picture of my juice uh, companies? Well, we'll do we'll do that. Yeah, it's uh, going to be interesting. But we'll do it with a car. Yeah, so find a way to put in a car in there. I love it. Um, so you shifting it from there to Jeddah, was that challenging? Was that a difficult move? You know, the whole world was challenging in, you know, the age of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, it was actually quite easy. I came to Saudi, got stuck here. So I was like, okay, need to work. So, uh, yeah, you just wake up and start working from mm-hmm. Jeddah. Yeah. New HQ. Which is home for you? I mean, family is, is Jeddah, correct? Most of, most of <clears throat> our family is in Jeddah. Uh, my father lives in Riyadh. Mm-hmm. So we're the only branch of the family that lived in Riyadh. Okay. Uh, but yes. now I guess I'm in Jeddah. Yeah, and so. I can pick up on your accent now that you uh, say it. It's more uh, Najdi than Hijazi. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Najdi people say I'm Hijazi and Hijazi people <laughs> yeah, say I'm Najdi. So exactly. like I'm both. <laughs> Faisal, what would you say excites you the most thing in life like when do you feel most alive coming up with ideas very interesting and and like where do you get your ideas from like what gives you inspiration like what moments do you feel like you get fresh ideas in every time like all the time it doesn't matter if you say something that can relate to something in my mind that something someone said a couple of days ago or a month or a week it just clicks. You don't have like a thinking room where you have your cappuccino and no one disturbs you and you're sitting there with a pen and paper. You don't like have a specific... No, that's when I have a mental block. This <laughs> is when I... <laughs> so yeah. it's just like on the go. Like you can... Yeah. The, the best I think is when I'm driving. Mm. Uh, I remember one time in recently in Dubai, I left at dinner. I had this idea. And by the time the idea formulated, I looked at the road and I realized that I was in Abu Dhabi. Like I left Dubai to Abu Dhabi and I didn't even notice that. You spaced out? You just I spaced out. Yeah. Wow. Like driving bit, a manual was like, I didn't need to think about it. It's like breathing. So yeah. It's over 100 kilometers uh, that you didn't feel. Nothing. You are. And then. The ugly part is, okay, now I have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that you felt. <laughs> yeah, that I felt big time. That's really cool. Um, any fears? No. Not even when you're strapped into your car, taking a turn, coming in hot, there's an idiot on your left or right. No. The racetrack doesn't doesn't scare no. you. Okay, it goes around, it comes back to the same place. So. Heavy turbulence on a plane. Skydiving, no. 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 Your wife being angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> me too. Um, but, but this is this is maturity. <laughs> Back in the beginning, it, yeah. Let's move on from this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt the heat. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to a comic relief. Um, I uh, I worked on a bit of this or that for you questions fire 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 away questions as i like to call it and um see how you tackle them okay you ready yeah Faisal. white or black white vanilla or chocolate chocolate summer or winter winter chicken shawarma or meat shawarma 
meet Perrier or San Pellegrino. Doesn't matter. I'm kidding because they're exactly the same. Exactly. I know. That was, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, you are with us. Coke or Diet Coke? Coke. <laughs> spontaneous or unspontaneous? Spontaneous. Could be inspontaneous. So spontaneous, yeah. yeah. Max or Hamilton? Hamilton. Wet or dry? Wet. Silverstone or Monza? Monza. Ferrari or Lamborghini? Ferrari. Straight or chicane? Chicane. Schumacher or Senna? Senna. F1 or Formula E? F1. PCH or Stelvio Pass? Stelvio Pass. Two door or four door? Two door. Camry or Corolla? Corolla. <laughs> Hey, mashallah, he's right off the cuff. That's very good. But really, Corolla over the Camry? Yeah, big time. It's lighter, it's smaller. You're more on the power all the time. Oh, you actually have an answer for yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. I am not a car guy compared to him. <laughs> that is fantastic. I thought you just wanted to answer because an answer was needed, but you had no, a no, justification no, no, no. for your I answer. have a justification for everything. <laughs> God, this is fun. Um... Back to questions. What's a remedy for when you're ever down or depressed? Have you ever been depressed, sad? I don't know if I was if if I was depressed yeah, or like a happy cat- guy. Categorically created, you know, name it as yeah. depression. Yeah. Uh, I've had some hard times, like everyone else, I'm sure. Uh, but I always looked at the bright side. I'm always like a half glass full rather than half glass empty. Know. Uh, if you're alive, then there's something good about it. Yeah, it's a lot to be happy about. Exactly. So keep pushing. Yeah. It's a very good. It attitude. gets better at some point. When I don't know, but it gets it so gets better. Everything's temporary. When I heard that sentence, I just don't look at things the same way. Yeah. Everything's temporary. Yeah. You know, even joy. You know, happy. That's temp- so you're gonna yeah, a couple yeah, of days well, from now, day, some shit's happy, gonna happen. One day you're not happy. Yeah. And, everything's yeah. temporary. Even the hardest days of your life, you know, it's temporary. It will not last forever. Definitely. And it ch- and it changed my perspective on life. Honestly, like you just triggered a thought. Um, parents close with both. Yeah. Can you recall a childhood story, memory about your father? Many, yeah. many. Well, my sh- father share one with us. My father always pushed us. Uh, sometimes we were afraid when he pushed us, you know, because we wanted. He wanted us to do something that you were afraid to to cross that barrier. Uh, with every age comes a different barrier. Mm. I remember when my first daughter was born, Lean, I called my mother and I told her, you know, I know that I'm your favorite. I'm one of five, the first of five. Like, you know, it's now I know what it feels like. And there's no way you could love anything other than that. And she's like, yeah, I know, but everyone has their own taste and it, they're different. And to be honest, it is true. When Abdulaziz, my second son came, it felt different. Uh, but my father called me after it and, you know, just to put everything into reality and to get me down from that high. Not, not in a bad way, but in a realistic way. And he told me, you see all this, you know, love and care. Imagine when they do something that you've asked them not to do, which unfortunately, like <laughs> everyone else, I've done many times. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it, it put me back to planet Earth, basically. And now 
you know, when he tells me my advice is to do this, you know, I, I listen to it a lot differently than I used to. Yeah. When you're younger, you're like, yeah, but I know better. I think I, yeah, you don't know better. Just I think when you have kids, you know better. Yeah. It makes us realize the shit we put our parents through. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? And yeah. when, just as you, when you had your daughter and son, uh, like you <laughs> immediately, maybe after you had your first, because when I had my first, I went to my mom and I'm like, you know, just thank you for everything you had to put up with because no, uh, it's not easy no, no. doing uh, doing all that. No. You have appreciation uh, for them, just like instant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And continuously. Like today, you know, you they complain about this or that, mm. or if, you know, God forbid they get sick. You know, the worry you get out of that is... God, your heart stops. It's like crazy. Yeah. So... Son had a runny nose yesterday. I, I had trouble sleeping. Yeah. You know, it's like something simple. You know simple. that it's simple. just a day and it'll be okay. Mm. The world was easier before having kids. Less to worry about. These white hairs came from, from worry of my son. Yeah, they... <laughs> It was a lot easier, yes, but now it's much more worth living. For sure. Purpose yeah. and all that. Yeah, you can't compare it. Yeah. We, I, I wouldn't change anything. I'll keep the white hairs on my son. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. And uh, back. Purpose. Yeah, you, you, you feel like you don't even like remember what you were doing with your life before you had. No, I was wanting to get married. So you're probably on the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get married. Um, is there something that people don't know about you i mean you go by if you look at your instagram profile you think uh, he loves his uh, cars you know he loves his finer things in life he has an eye for pictures very meticulous but we don't know the you know Faisal. who is Faisal? like is there something that you can share with us that can tell us a little bit more about you i'm a shy person believe it or not like very shy really uh, yeah but shy I, people I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't had, accept to come on the podcast i had I struggled when I went, uh, when I finished high school, I went to London and I went alone. School, I was shy to go to school. Mm. Like you moved all the way from Saudi to London mm. and you, and I was shy to go to school. It was that, uh, but yeah, I had to, you had to push through and I studied architecture. So with every project you had to stand in front of everyone and present. Present, yeah which wasn't fun. It's not easy. Uh, and then when you had the head teacher to come in and to, to critique and to say that your idea is stupid mm. or not good enough, you had to, like there was a lot of that. Uh, mm. But then at the end of the graduation, I was, I was very relaxed, very happy. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, finished, great, next. So uh, yeah, I, I learned a lot. Uh, it wasn't very easy, it was, it was tough. Good memories, school in England. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Then, which school? I went to Kingston Okay. for a couple of years. Then I went to Southbank. Okay. You learn a lot over there. Like, it helps you grow and be independent. Oh, yeah, big time. You know, no one's doing anything for you over there. No. You know, laundry's on you. Well, I, I had my ways. Okay, nice. Uh, <laughs> I wish uh, I knew what your ways were because it wasn't fun yeah. for me to handle No, it, it, it was fun. I had... Uh, you know, my father, he loves architecture. He's an architect. So uh, when I did my first uh, project, uh, 
it was all done on computer. Okay. Uh, Revit 4. Now we're on Revit 22. So it's like you, you can yeah. uh, you can yeah, count yeah. the years. Yeah. Yeah. And when he saw how easy it is for me to to create a section of just two clicks and yeah. a line, and he's like, "This is not good." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "It took us two weeks to draw a section." I was like, yeah, see here, it's just one line and there you have it. But it it took us, you know, a week to make a drawing that is mm. worth it. Uh, and my teacher, Lily, she was she was insane. Mm. Uh, first day of school, she's like, I own eight hours of your day every day. You sleep for eight hours and you do everything else in eight hours. Uh, wow, she's and, it, and it changed my life. Uh, so yeah. yeah, I'm sure you learned a lot. It was great, great year. Yeah. Even though Lily sounds aggressive. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like there's something out there that you want to accomplish in the next few years? Yes, a couple of things. Mm. But one of them is to to build something going to be announced soon. I hope. And the other thing. To make the first thing better. <laughs> <laughs> In the world of of, arch, of architecture, uh, or it's mostly automotive, uh, but it has architecture to do with it. Okay, you need a place to make something. Mm-hmm. So, and now I know what it is. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for announcing it on my show. Yeah, anytime. That's something that you would like to see come to fruition in the next couple of years, inshallah. Yes. Okay. It's been. It's been a good. We spent a lot of time and effort in making it. Coming mm. up with the right concept, uh, the right team, because uh, any concept, any great concept is as good as its weakest link. Yeah. Uh, and inshallah, we we have a very strong team. You know, a dream team, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're missing a couple of bits here and there, but uh, come. hopefully, hopefully in the next one or two months, we should have it. Do you, do, you, do you want to know what I like about you? Yeah. You want to work in something that brings you joy, something that you're interested in, yeah. which is cars. Yeah. And you're going to do whatever it takes for you to work within that realm of cars. And that's something that I take from, from just sitting here with you. Forget about podcasts and shooting everything. Like, Do what makes you happy. Cars make you happy. You want to work with cars in any capacity, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, uh, it's a lesson but to anyone. Not in who's... any capacity. I'm, I'm digging the deepest capacity. But still within the realm of cars. Yeah, and that's a lesson. That's a huge takeaway from this episode. People who don't know what they want to do, what is it that you love? Find what it is you love, and and pursue it. I I, I struggled with that. I tried to find what I love, and I love architecture. Mm. And I studied architecture. And my father made sure that he would show me how difficult it is. He would put me in, you know, offices to work during the summer. And I loved it. I enjoyed every single minute of it. You know, the whole family was on holiday and I was going to the office every day, uh, sitting mm-hmm. down and sketching and drawing, yeah. you know, like a like a minion, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I I really enjoyed it. And when I study all through, you know, the nine, ten years of 
studying in the UK. I really enjoyed it. But it took me a while to to understand that where I really am most comfortable is car. cars. And still, I don't think that I'm, you know, the the most knowledgeable person in cars. Uh, but yeah, there's still a long way to go. Looking back, any regrets? No. Nothing. Nothing you'd want to do over? If I didn't do all the mistakes, I wouldn't be here today. So, and I like it here today. Bravo. That's good because we learn. Yeah, when we don't get what we want or we make a mistake, we learn and it betters us, doesn't it? Yeah. Wallah, thank you for sharing what you shared. Right. Uh, is there anything you want to leave us with before we say goodbye to you? Appreciate everything you shared with us, by the way, Yanni. Just have fun in what you do. In anything. Yeah. What you do or what you don't do, just have fun. Because life is, is shorter than we think. Again, I go back to this quote that Kobe Bryant said, we have less time than we think, which gives me the chills every time I hear yeah. it. And it, it happens so quickly. Yeah. You don't realize it. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fajr became so... <laughs> Somber. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, you know we'll definitely end on a good note. Um, uh, you know, for sure, pursue what brings you happiness in life. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's a major point. And, uh, and also, like, try new things because you don't know what it is that uh, could be of a new interest for you than, uh, than what it is you love. Um, yeah. Try new things. And uh, and do what makes you happy. I think you yeah. know, are two good words of wisdom from what I can take out of uh, of this episode. If I just had to choose two, thanks, Faisal. Really appreciate you, oh, thank you. coming on and, and sharing what you did. You enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was fun. I trust you enjoyed. It was fun. Thank you, man. Thanks Great. so much, thank man. Thank you. Thank you.